Welcome once again to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike One. Co-host also, Mike, is here. More lists for your listening enjoyment. Uh, we are on the precipice, the cusp, the eve almost, maybe, as you're listening to this, of the Golden Globes 2024 edition, Joe Coy edition, CBS edition. All of that is happening uh, for the first time this year. Uh, but before you get there, let's talk about some things happening in England, Michael. Yeah, we got the BAFTA long lists, which we have called the BAFTA fuck fests in the past <laughs> because they have gone, we they have gone crazy. 27 seconds. <laughs> Before he makes this not safe for work. Sorry, but we're not safe for work. You guys know that, right? I mean, but look, I, the BAFTA long lists have been an a, a unusual new marker in award seasons these days. Uh, we, we saw the All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm performance last year with i think what was it i wrote i just wrote it down now i lost it. 15 uh, BAFTA long list 15 yeah. 15 and it was kind of out of nowhere it was an international feature contender but it certainly wasn't the international feature front runner we saw rrr and other films vying for the top spot i mean argentina 1985 i think won the uh the golden globe a couple weeks after bafta anyway so it was a weird scenario last year where all quiet wasn't even leading its own category and then next thing you know it's a best picture contender and it's and it's a, and of course it's the international feature uh, front runner and then you know the next thing you know it's winning four oscars so Christ Almighty! This year we may have a similar story to tell about a film or two, but I do think the BAFTA crossover is real. I mean, there's seven hundred, seven thousand five hundred members of BAFTA. A lot of those are Ampus members as well. Ampus is 10K strong. I would think, Michael, most of the BAFTA members are Ampus members, but not most of the Ampus members are BAFTA members. That's a lot of letters. What would you say about that? <laughs> Dude, run that one more time. You think most BAFTA members are Ampus members, but not. Yeah, that, that's right. Right, I think. that's right. That was, I, that's that just the dumbest to thing to say on a podcast because it's like <laughs> it's like a brain twister for no reason other than the, me needling you guys. Yeah, uh, it doesn't look like there's any uh, giant surprises in terms of All Quiet uh, popping out this year. It doesn't look like uh, Society of the Snow is going to you know it's not going to hang up and show up on on 15 lists or anything. But there's there no are, rocks. You, there's right, no there's rocks no rocks this, this year. year. Yeah, there's no rocks, uh, which took us by surprise both on the long list <laughs> and, and nomination day uh, for the Baptists as they came out. And you might think it's pretty chalky, but it is still interesting to kind of run down. We had two, two, three movies, excuse me, uh, leading the way, showing up on 15 lists. There was a 14, there was a 12, there was a couple 10s. Let's run them down, Mike. Yeah, I think we're going to go film by film this this uh, episode because we've been going category by category for a while here. So uh, this is usually a fun changeup. But we do have Oppenheimer and Barbie. The Barbenheimer award season continues. They have 15 each. Killers of the Flower Moon with 15 as well. Oppenheimer and Barbie have the VFX long list here. They did not get the Oscar shortlist. Uh, otherwise, Barbie got... The long list for makeup and hairstyling here did not get the Oscar short list. So there's going to be a lot of like uh, comparing and contrasting lists, short and long. But this will be like a wide and 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 uh, what's the other word? Wide and deep. deep. 
analysis yeah. of these short lists and long lists, I think. It's river-wide or, or ocean-wide and river-deep? Is that usually how we yeah, operate? Yeah, but this is a deep because we're going to go film by film, and I like doing that because we've been t- I mean, we've been mired in the races of late. Yeah. So I, I, like to, I like to come in here and say, hey, Oppenheimer did what it was supposed to do. Barbie did what it was supposed to do. And Barbie did what it was supposed to do even without an original song category, which the BAFTAs do not have. Good point. Uh, the Killers of the Flower Moon, really strong performance, even to the point where Kara Jade Myers gets a supporting actress long list spot. So all of the, the main players in those three big movies are here, as is, I would say, everyone except for one person from Poor Things. And that, yeah, that one might person be the biggest surprise, too, is that is no Willem, Willem Dafoe. Defoe missing and supporting actor and supporting actor was the biggest surprise category on the day because Charles Melton was out, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I think uh, poor things gets a little bit of a boost here because you have some of the British categories. You got outstanding British film uh, where, where it shows up. You also have casting, which uh, actually goes for, goes for the top three, but not, not uh, poor things here. Sorry, I have everything listed, but uh, it makes otherwise... sense too if you're going to skip the foe that doesn't get break into the casting category or the casting list anyway. Even though it is long list season, you would think it would show up on the long list. Mm-hmm. I was expecting an even bigger day out of poor things. I'm I'm surprised it's trailing those top three because poor things is a British film, mm-hmm. but uh, th- this is a strong performance by poor, poor things nonetheless. I mean, if you look at years past, like a No Time to Die led the long list in 2022 with 12, I believe. Uh, you, you last year, All Quiet on the Western Front was the leader with with 15 those are british made films so this is a home game we've talked about the british home turf we've mm-hmm. talked about them selecting their own we'll talk about some quote-unquote britishness down the card here after we get through the best films but yeah those those are the four leading the best film category maestro is next up in these tallies with 12 michael and maestro got everything it needed as well uh even to the point where you know, director, screenplay, everything's alive for Bradley Cooper and those composition categories. And, uh, you know, you just watch the film. Uh, you're a fan. And uh, I, I, this has got to help. This has got to help Maestro's case uh, with the Academy. It's going to be interesting to see how Cooper's treated and over there internationally, too. It's going to be interesting to see lead actor in general, especially when something like All of the Strangers did as well as it did. I mean, that, that kind of falls in line. That uh, ten, no, ten appeared on 10, I'm going to call these nominations. It appeared on 10 lists as well, which is a great day for it. But that kind of falls in line with the idea that, you know, that's a home game for British films. The Zone of Interest and All of Us Strangers are those next two British films that I really wanted yeah. to talk about quite a bit today. These are the two home games and we saw with all of us strangers dominating the British Independent Film Awards, the BIFAs, and we we hoped that uh, the zone of interest, if it was going to play with our academy, it was going to first play across the pond, and the zone of interest did what it needed to do for the most part. Now, Sandra Hula is here from the zone of interest and supporting actress. Christian Friedel is not, and surprisingly so, neither is Original Score, which was shortlisted, at the Oscars for Zone of Interest, uh, Michael Levy. Mm. That was a surprise. Uh, otherwise, all of us strangers, a huge day. And and in the major categories, we had all four actors from that film. Andrew Scott, Claire Foy, Jamie Bell, and Paul Mescal get the BAFTA long list spots today. We had casting, of course. But editing was another surprise from all of us strangers. I've, I've been seeing cinematography awards from that, but I, I, I'm surprised to see editing show up. But those two... 
you got to look at them as Oscar possibilities now in Best Picture, uh, sure. right? I mean, the zone of interest actually boosted up, I would say, probably into the seventh or eighth spot. But all of us strangers has got to be right on the on the bubble right now, Mike. Can zone of interest make Best Picture if it doesn't beat Anatomy? I mean, can zone of interest make Best Picture if it doesn't win international feature? Let's start there. Well, this is where All Quiet on the Western Front got its momentum last year. Right. And All Quiet on the Western Front became the front runner in international feature at at the BAFTA long list stage. We started right. to see everything after the BAFTA long list go towards All Quiet on the Western Front. And I wonder if a critic's choice, for example, is going to go towards the zone of interest after because Anatomy wanna, of a Fall yeah. started out the season. You know, that's why I was kind of, you know, hedging my bets the other day in our predictions episode. And we know the critics choice do hang their hats on trying to be Oscar predictive. They, they want like it. Yep. They like that little uh, mantle. And as or, good of a day as zone of interest and all of a strangers had, and that's the home game dynamic, the away games as it were is probably something like the holdovers, uh, which may be a surprising only quote unquote, even though it's a pretty strong showing seven lists that the holdover shows up on and anatomy of a fall doesn't do as well as zone of interest. It does it only appears on half a dozen lists. So the Holdovers got original score on the Oscar shortlist, but it did not get uh, mentioned here. Otherwise, Dominic Sessa may have been a surprise in the uh, supporting actor category, especially over something like Melton. Yeah. Yeah. Melton and Defoe missing. Yeah. But I mean, the Holdovers did what I don't think the Holdovers destiny was ever to get a ton of nominations at the Oscars. It was always going to be maybe a four or five. We talked about the line stuff. Right. So it it keeps every everything alive there with director, original screenplay. And then Giamatti Randolph are the the two most likely Oscar noms from the Holdovers. And by the way, the Holdovers, just a perfect. Oh, I I mentioned this last episode. I forget what I say sometimes. Perfect movie to watch this time of year, by the way. We have just rewatched some original thoughts that just kind of once they pop up. They become gospel to us, and we like repeating them. them again no, we, again. I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. I'll tweet it, and then I'll say it on the episode, and then I'll reference yeah. it in future episodes. It's the same thing. And then I'll forget I say it, and then I'll say it again. And I, I'm, I'm almost like an old guy who tells you the same story every time he sees you. We're, we're not real Turning people heads. here. We're just anyway. shells of amalgamations of humans. You did a beautiful job transitioning into the holdovers and past lives, but I ignored your second half. But past lives. No, I didn't talk about past here. lives. You, you didn't ignore me, but now you oh. did. No, now I did. I just put words into your mouth. I thought you were setting me up. I talked about Anatomy of a Fall and the whole Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. All right. Well, Anatomy of a Fall had a good day with six long lists as well. Sandra Huller, original screenplay. But look, I mean, you see Justine Trier. You know, you got the different rules for the director long list for the director category at BAFTA. We've gone over those in the past. I really don't want to. It kind of bums me out to go over those again because they were so gendered. Uh, going back that they make sure that they have basically a quota system now, which kind of sucks. But Mm -hmm. Justine Trier deserves to be there. She's just my second best director on the year behind Nolan just anyway. Uh, I love her as the best screenplay of the year, an original screenplay. I hope she wins. Maybe we see that this is where this is going to be consolidated. It's going to be that Oscars thing where it's like, well, this is really great. She really deserves to be in both categories, but she doesn't have a chance at director, and she's (laughs) new, and let's let's funnel all the votes to screenplay instead. That happens a lot. The Jordan Peele uh, allegory there. And yet, Emerald Fennell in the past, mm-hmm. and, you know, even though they, they go get nominated, but I right. think uh, I think this year it's it's shaping up as Justine Trier. If she gets there, she'll get there via screenplay, like mm-hmm. you're saying. Past lives with six long lists as well, uh, and and again, 
they did what they needed to do for the most part. The big miss was uh, score. Score missed. Uh, I'm not, not not score. That was a huge miss. I, I thought score would get shortlisted, but I thought it would show up here. Uh, Tao Yu and Greta Lee both are here. Original screenplay Good. director both are here. Film and film and not in English language is here. So Passlie is continuing continuing to find some momentum in that outside lane. Noah Magaro and rewatching Magaro recently in Past Lives. He's so good, but uh, we, we kind of figured. Yeah, he's, his momentum has kind of slowed up. It is going to be interesting to see the holdovers versus past life since they're both kind of the same type of movie in terms of awards, above the line type stuff. They're they're holding their line, so to speak, uh, to use to use a I guess a it's not a pun. I was going to say that's a pun to use a he's phrase. Just saying anyway. the same word again. Yeah, I I'm just if I can allow myself to introduce <laughs> myself. But they're they're competing in a lot of above the line categories. And they don't have a lot of technicals lower on the card to kind of do any kind of Oscars puzzle with them. So their strength, if they have it, is going to have to be probably from the performances and uh, screenplays. Oh, we've seen it happen before, so we're, we're rooting for it again. But yeah, Anatomy of a Fall, Past Lives, The Holdovers, All of Us Strangers, The Zone of Interest, Maestro, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, and Oppenheimer. Those are your 10 in best film. And remember, the BAFTA rules have the entire voting body voting for best film so in terms of the how these films shaped up on the day those are the 10 that uh the entire voting body looked at and said yeah this is our best picture category essentially at what point do you get worried about oppenheimer as the front runner i have not been sold out i mean you and i have both been talking about barbie right as more of a best picture contender than a lot of people thought we've been talking about it since you know our first betting special mm-hmm. where, where the 20 to one or whatever was just too tempting. We, we had a, a 30 minute discussion with David long mm-hmm. on our last betting special where the 16 to one odds were just, you know, I don't know if we can resist them. Just and juicy. yeah, it's Scott Feinberg. Just and the Lord himself form. moved it up. Yeah. He hath spoken. Yeah. Barbie is number one on his best picture right now. And I, Which I comes from somewhere. I mean, we yeah, all, we all know, we talk about happen. the Feinberg forecast all the time, and that's, that's not him projecting. That's him being told things from all the people he interviews and talks to in the industry, and he is as tuned in as anyone is. So that's Absolutely. definitely something to take note of, as you showed me. Uh, I was surprised to see. I, I wasn't surprised to see Barbie move up. I'm surprised to see it number one this early anyway. It's, it's more than top... Gun Maverick ever got on, mm-hmm. on Feinberg's list. I mean, we, we it's like a happy day when we get that email that the Scots put out a new forecast. But yeah. I'll tell you what, and that's been a happy day since I've been a college student. You know, shout out. Well, yeah, to absolutely. You know, I used, that, yeah. I've been on his mailing list. Everybody forever. likes so, to like like to to look up to <laughs> and make heroes out of movie stars and stuff. And we were like <laughs> pundits. Pundits are our lane. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll move on to the non best film nominees now saltburn saltburn had a really good day 11 long lists overall british film but then keoghan pike and your boy jacob velorde michael oh thank god <laughs> cinematography there's one thing that i was worried score. about it was that this was not going to have any kind of shine on jacob velorde so uh, did it make best penis it should. Yeah, it should. It should. God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> uh, Barry Keoghan. Thank not, God not did. Lordy, Go ahead. Surprisingly. No, not a lordy. But, not a lordy, no. But this was 15th on Feinberg's new forecast. Uh, 11 long lists today. I There's don't know what to no make of this. Because, because, look, we have juries and chapters voting for these long lists at BAFTA. Still, 
I think they're getting more people involved. They, I, I can't really figure out how many people are involved. My reading of the new rules and the new write-up on the new rules this year is that more people are being involved. And that was important because those lists got wonky. You had you had a lot of the BIFA films all over the major categories, which was telling you it was like a Gotham's or an Indie Spirits where it was a much smaller voting body or a nominating jury of a few people. I mean, that's how, how strange it got at BAFTA in that pandemic year. Now a movie like Saltburn is is the beneficiary because it's such a British film. Emerald Fennell's playing a right. home game. And it's, it's, but at least that is one that's, you know, 15th on Feinberg's forecast. So it's it's got a puncher's chance anyway. So it, for it to show up here is not a huge surprise. There's, I, I can't imagine it would do well at the Oscars. Maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows? Emerald Fennell is a favorite of the Academy. She's already won it such a, a, early in her career. Um, if the Academy gives Saltburn anything above the line, like mm-hmm. we a fun exercise would be to have this Academy go back and re-vote on other... Like, I would love to see if the, if Saltburn does well. Okay, well, so what would you do for like Requiem for a Dream? <laughs> like, I don't know how that exercise would happen, but I would love to know the limits of the new Academy here. In terms of movies that are good to watch once and only once, once <laughs> Requiem for a Dream was a good one, right? And I, it's still the only movie I've ever sat through the entire credits because I couldn't move. My mouth was just agape. Just agape. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I was probably under the same moon. Yeah. Fast forward in time. I was. I was. The and same it deser- I mean, I, I it was a great movie. Like, it's very, I don't know. I, I have my own thoughts about it, but yeah, you can't watch it. It's not. It's nothing you could put on. <laughs> we will never do a film study <laughs> right. because we never want to watch it again. Anyway, right. American fiction. American fiction to keep these, you know, missed best film, best picture contenders going uh, for this Bath the Long List. It did okay on the day, at least in the main categories. Four longlist director, adapted screenplay. That's two for Corey Jefferson. Jeffrey Wright and original score. Original score is where it showed up happily on the Oscar shortlist, but none of the supportings. We saw Sterling K. Brown get the Critics' Choice nomination. Erica Alexander, Issa Rae, and Tracy Ellis Ross, they had high mountains to climb. They haven't really got any momentum on the season just yet, but American Fiction, seventh on Feinberg's forecast, misses best film here at the Baptist. And then uh, your favorite film of the year, which is currently at 14th on Feinberg's forecast, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, showed up in more than just the animated long list. Score and VFX as well, which is good because that's where it showed up on the Oscar shortlist. However, it did not show up in Best Film. I don't know if there's a rule about it. We probably should know this. Last year, Pinocchio made six BAFTA long lists. So I think Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is in much more of a tightly... Uh, tightly uh, paced race here between Spider-Verse and Boy and the Heron, obviously. Pinocchio was kind of running away with the animated mm-hmm. feature category okay. last year, I think. Uh, so it was, it was more of a standout. Uh, but going down Feinberg's next uh, best contenders, The Color Purple, number th- uh, 13 on his on his new forecast. I think all three of these movies had rough days. Color Purple, May, December, and Society of the Snow. It's a rough day, man. Just the two performances for Fantasia Barino and Danielle Brooks, deserving, but no film, uh, no best film category for The Color Purple, no director, adapted screenplay, casting. I mean, in any of the crafts uh, we were hoping for, no original score, no casting, like I said. That's uh, surprising. Bummer. That's it surprising. Is surprising. You, now, do you view casting at all as connected to best ensemble? Yes. Like, can we, That's can exactly we feel... What I mean. yes. 
Can we feel like this is this is a problem for the color purple with the SAG Ensemble yep. nomination? A thousand percent. That's exactly what my, I mean, and who knows what that actually means. And uh, maybe we may be the only people that think like that, but that is, those are the synapses that connect in my brain. Is that a corollary or correlative? What, what's the term for that? Her name's Cruella DeVille. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. You're always finishing my sandwiches. May, December. Only two long lists. Original screenplay and Julianne Moore. No best film. No best director. No Natalie Portman. No Charles Melton. He was the snub on the day. I know you're not lamenting this because you're not a huge fan of that performance. I'll move to England now to be on this the side of, of... Rational movie watchers here. As a pundit, though, you got to yeah. be a little bit surprised. Yeah, he's obviously. I mean, stuff. he's showed up everywhere. He's been winning. He's been the surprise of this category, and he seemed like a lock as far. I mean, we, we were talking about, well, isn't this category, doesn't this have four people who are locked in? You were a bit hesitant, right, about yeah. Charles Melton be a lock? No, so. you were a bit hesitant. You know, you're putting your thoughts on okay. me. I was trying to lock him, okay. and now I am looking foolish. I like that being the truth much more than what I said, so I'll go with I, that. I, I should have let you think that. <laughs> That's what I was. I was sure I called him a lot, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, I, it's going. Yeah, uh, as a pundit, absolutely, it's very surprising to see him miss, and not just miss nomination. Again, these are like lists like what? How it's so many deep? Twenty deep? 10, Fifteen deep? And he doesn't. Get, that's surprising. Surprising. Now, even more surprising was Society of the Snow. Now, Society of the Snow is Spain's international feature contender. It's been getting nominations uh, and many international feature awards right now with the critics. It got the Critics' Choice. It got the uh, Golden Globe nominations in those categories. Only one long list today in the non-English film category. No makeup and hairstyling. No VFX. No original score where it was Oscar shortlisted. It was it made four of the Oscar shortlists, and we were wondering if the comp of Society of the Snow could have been All Quiet on the Western Front. Not that it would have ever had played like All Quiet on the Western Front at BAFTA, but we thought if it played similarly with or as as it did with the Oscar shortlist, Society of the Snow could perhaps vie uh, for the Best International Feature category against the Zone of Interest. That does not seem to be the case. Uh, based right. on by, uh, on this BAFTA long list day. Was All Quiet a British production? Mm-hmm. It was. All right. That's what I Well, missed. it was a co-British. It right, was a lot of right, British right, right. filmmakers. Right. Okay. It was Germany's selection, but a lot of British filmmakers involved there. Society of the Snow, not, not, not the case. But Society of the Snow, I just watched it last night. And look, I've been on a kick with all these food movies, Michael. <laughs> I didn't want to eat what they were eating well, in this that's, movie. That's nice of you. <laughs> Did not want to eat anything they were eating. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, it was really good, though. Get, I don't know where to go serious. from here. Good, congratulations. <laughs> Society of the Snow is good. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Morgan was texting us. I was at a track meet with a thousand teenagers while well, you guys were texting me. But, I mean, you're texting me, is Mike going to go bones and all after watching Society of the Snow? Because he's he has to eat what he's doing. You do get in influenced. We've talked about that. You very much get influenced. <laughs> what do you think after, I did after, eating, uh, after watching Hook? Just eat the air? Eat the air? That's my favorite scene from Hook, by the way, back in the early days. Christ, all right. So you have the you have it within you, is what you're saying? No, and I also I've I've eaten human flesh and I've devoured it after watching uh, cannibalism movies. Yeah, like uh, I've said a billion times, quoting that line from Sonny, you know, uh, cannibalism, sexism, <laughs> those are for the suits in Washington to figure out. I'm just here to eat some dude. 
Uh, bones and all look delicious. Anyway, no, I think uh, Society of the Snow is a really strong film. You're going to love the... Soylent Green when you see it. <laughs> oh, no. I, look, VFX, the VFX, the plane crash, oh, my yeah. God. And the avalanche, oh, my God, just incredible VFX. I, I, I can't believe it didn't get picked up here. I wonder if it was like a, a deadline issue where, but it's on everybody's streaming device over there at BAFTA, isn't it? You, I mean, it's a. You would think, yeah. A two and a half hour movie about a, a unique diet might no, have survival. been. Survival. It's about survival. Tough. Well, yeah. yeah. No, it's not about, it's not the best way to season human flesh. <laughs> that was not the takeaway from the film. I prefer the taste of things. Let's just say. I prefer watching a film like The Taste of Things, an international feature. Uh-huh. So, you know. Other tastes have Society of the Snow rated higher, but okay. Uh, I don't know how we'll transition from that, but we will <laughs> transition to the Britishness. And I want to talk about the British movies this year because a lot of them did very well. Napoleon and Wonka, eight long lists apiece, British film, plus a lot of crafts. We really did not see these two films, Napoleon and Wonka, getting above-the-line nominations with the exception of adapted screenplay from Wonka. And adapted screenplay seemed to have a lot of interesting picks in there. It's, I'm not surprised Barbie was trying... I mean, Barbie might might be okay going to adapted. Adapted seems like a top-heavy group. I don't want to you know, smash Wonka right now, but anyway... A bunch of a bunch of what's, opportunities. What's, I, I, I'm I'm so confused between. So where is Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer's in adapted, but I mean I'm just talking no. about nominations. Just you know getting nominated. Oh, it's going to be nominated. Barbie should right? be nominated. Yeah, I would think that's that. Barbie's then again, be like a 12, 12 nominee. You know, there's like a six for five race now in adapted screenplay. Like American Fiction, Barbie could be duking it out with uh, Poor Thing. You know. Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and there's one more, The Zone of Interest. Those six films for five spots in adapted screenplay is not going to be easy. So, no, it's not. And I, I'm, I'm making my way through the audiobooks. I got like an hour left of Poor Things right now. I just listened to Killers of the Flower Moon. Oppenheimer's a 26-hour book, though, Mike. I don't know if I can do it. Zone of Interest is a 10-hour book, and I think American Fiction is like a... I, I don't know how long that one is, but I want to I wanna listen to it. It's called something else, though. Anyway... How to have sex is the next topic. No, movie. Six lists. Six lists. So this is where the BIFA influence comes in. How to have sex was a, was a celebrated film yes. at the British Independent Film Awards. Uh, six long lists for today. But Mia McKenna Bruce showing up, which is really cool. Original screenplay showing up for How to Have Sex. That's fun, too. Yeah. I don't know what they got to write categories. down, but... Just you know, just, anyway, <laughs> just do it. No, it's. I mean, they showed up in serious categories, not just British. I mean, you know, director, original screenplay, actress, like you said. Yeah, that movie's coming out in February. I know we're both eager to watch it. And by the way, all the all the kids in the movie are twenty five year olds, so it's not like we should worry about it. They're playing high schoolers. I don't know. I think it's post high school. I don't know. Mm. How to have sex? We'll watch it, and I'm sure we'll learn something. Rye Lane <laughs> and Scrapper. Five and four lists, respectively. These are two big BIFA contenders, but it's really cool to see Vivian Opara yeah. showing up in lead actress. She it's was really, really good. cool to see director and original screenplay Charlotte Reagan of Scrapper. Awesome to see coming out of Sundance. Like that movie coming out of Sundance, and here she is now. So that's fun. Uh, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, The Deepest Breath, 
two British films that showed up on their lists. Uh, two lists apiece for them. One Life had two lists, Michael. That is the that is the Anthony Hopkins movie that we thought was going to crash this year's season forever. Really not. We had it, our eye on it, but yeah, no momentum ever. It didn't get released in time. I mean, it, uh, Bleecker Street wound up uh, choosing a January release date in the, in the States or a February release date. Anyway, supporting actor Anthony Hopkins here at the back. wasn't that well-reviewed either, if I remember. It didn't get what it wanted out of TIFF. Yeah. It had that great trailer mm-hmm. that uh, was made everybody emotional because mm-hmm. it's such a true story and Anyway, we're all we've been over this. Otherwise, the uh, movie Femme got George McKay, a Lee actor, long list spot, so he could crash the party there. That would be some crashing of a of a party too, because lead actor is a that rough. Seems category. like a a home game pick. Hmm. George McKay, British well, boy. Well, let's talk about some some of the the rest of the field. And the rest of the field, I kind of broke down into groupings, right? We could talk about the rest of the field in terms of performance vehicles. Two from Netflix. Nyad made two lists and just two lists for Annette Bening and Jodie Foster. No makeup and hairstyling. You're okay, Mike. It also missed the Oscar shortlist. (laughs) But Rustin, Rustin didn't get anything down the card. We were wondering if George C. Wolfe would show up. We were wondering if a costumes or screenplay or MUA. They also missed the shortlist as well. We think Rustin's other nominee will be Road to Freedom, the Lenny Kravitz original song. So Coleman Domingo does have a path, quote-unquote, a path to still get that lead actor nominee. But what did you think of those two Netflix movies? Worried. I mean, Nyad doesn't surprise me all that much. Uh, Coleman Domingo keeps showing up where he needs to, but he's usually the only one who does. Like you said, it's, it, it seems like there's going to be a second nom for that on Oscar Sunday. It's going to be original song uh, as its only other chance. But I'm worried about Coleman Domingo showing up as a nomination as a nominee on Oscar Sunday. Uh, me too. Me too. And it's a good performance. It's a shame. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla could have been a contender in the performance categories. No, Kaylee Spaney. But we do have some love for Sofia Coppola here. She shows up in Best Director in that long list. Makeup and hairstyling is the most likely spot where we'd see Priscilla in terms of an Oscar nomination. So the, the two lists for Priscilla, but not a great day for Priscilla. Like I was saying, though, the screenplay categories, a couple adapted screenplays that didn't show up anywhere else. The Killer from David Fincher, Dumb Money. Uh, and then Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, as well as Air, an original screenplay, only making that one list, C'est La Vie, Viola Davis, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Yeah, Air's a very American movie anyway. Hmm. In terms of the production value, BAFTA listers, Ferrari made four lists, sound, production design, costumes, and why did I write Ferrari down? <laughs> and car. <laughs> what was the other list? I don't remember. Sound, production design, costume, and vroom vroom. <laughs> I want to say that's VFX, I hope. Sure. <laughs> I got to look back at the list. But uh, Ferrari made four. Mission Impossible had a good day, too, Michael. Please take over while I look up this Ferrari. Mission list. Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 had uh, showed up on three lists. It showed up on VFX, sound, and editing, uh, which is VFX's one we've talked about last episode. It might be its best chance at any kind of nomination on Oscars Sunday. As far as the two lists, uh, Shower Uppers, Asteroid City, The Creator, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with the full diapers showed up on two lists apiece. <laughs> Asteroid City, Production Design and Costume, The Creator for VFX and Cinematography, but it misses Sound, which is one that Mike uh, all here also thinks, uh, Also, I just chopped up your name there. One that also Mike here thinks might have a chance at that category for the Oscars in Sound. 
uh, Indiana Jones shows up for VFX and original score because, of course, he does. John Williams breathes. John Williams. He's going 91 be, years yeah. old. When he, when he made that score, or maybe he was 90. He just actually said, hey, by the way, I'm not retiring. I know I not, said I'm I was. I'm 92. Yeah. I'm not retiring. Yeah. Good for him. What a flex. What a flex. Uh, I couldn't figure out the uh, Ferrari thing because no. I wrote down production design. Maybe it was Best three Ferrari. Lists. Best Ferrari. It made the long list for Ferrari. Uh, (laughs) Animated feature. (laughs) Animated feature. So The Boy and the Heron got on two lists, non-English language and animated, which is a a flex. However, it missed the original score for Hisaishi, and it missed director for Miyazaki. I thought I had a chance at those today. Sure. It's a weird day for The Boy and the Heron. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Uh, Miyazaki missing the long... Anytime you have something that like we think might be on the... Rotation? Why can't I think of where I'm still sick? Is why uh, any so that's sick. flirting with Oscars contention to have it not show up in a long list like this is kind of like a oh you get okay. worried yeah and you get extra worried when this list is mostly chalk right that's yeah, why exactly. BAFTA yeah. seems to be coning back in on the quote unquote punditry on the quote unquote Oscar short list. There's only a few snubs here and there. So that that's when you start to worry, I mm-hmm. would say. BAFTA seems to be honing in. Anyway, we'll talk about animated feature and the status real quick. Spider-Verse, Boy and the Heron, Elemental, and Wish. They have gotten like all three of the major markers. Golden Globe, Critics' Choice, Noms, and BAFTA Longlist. How happy Shit. is Elemental to be in there? Elemental and Wish. And Wish, yeah. There, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Good point. But Elemental's a likelihood at this point. Wish, not so much. I could see Wish missing out. But it hasn't missed yet, really. So, I... And what's going to knock it out? I mean, Chicken Run isn't necessarily the strongest contender. Neither is Nimona. Ninja Turtles, maybe. Uh, you have here, they have two of the three. They uh, they missed the globe. I don't I know like what the Chicken next... Run. Did you watch okay. Chicken Run yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. But even then, that's that'd be... Okay, even if that's fifth, right? So what's the sixth shocked. movie that's going to knock off Wish? Mario Brothers? Sh- Mario Brothers is much better than people give it credit for. I agree Suzume, with that. Suzume and then the the robot dreams, they could come true in this year, <laughs> I think. Um, well, I don't know. We got to end this episode. We're making the dumbest analogies. <laughs> All right. We'll finish with uh, the status of international feature uh, before we get out of here. Uh, Society of the Snow and the Zone of Interest, they have all... The, the major markers this at this point. Oscar shortlist, BAFTA longlist, Golden Globe, and Critics' Choice noms. Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives have performed very well. Obviously, they cannot be Oscar shortlisted, but showing up on the BAFTA longlist, they also have a Golden Globe nominations, and Anatomy of a Fall also has a Critics' Choice nomination, whereas Past Lives doesn't. Past Lives still had a good day there, but it, it's important to mention those two. But they are not eligible for international feature, uh, as we know. Fallen Leaves... And the taste of things, they have either the Globe or Choice noms and both lists, but they they missed one. Like Fallen Leaves missed the Choice and Taste of Things missed the Globe. Otherwise, we have 20 Days in Mariupol and the Teacher's Lounge on both of the lists, Oscar and BAFTA lists. So six out of the 10, or six out of the, the 10 BAFTA listers are on both lists, which is interesting. How much of this was just a guise for you to make an Oscars case for the Taste of Things? I just wanted to say that this is an open category. <laughs> it seems like there's two obvious what's number? What's number three right now? Well, that's the question. Fallen Leaves and The Taste of Things have the next best quote-unquote, I don't know, resume. 
20 Days in Mariupol has made a lot of documentaries uh, lists and, and nominations, and it's obviously on both lists like the Teacher's Lounge, but it's, I don't know, it's a harder sell. You have Perfect Days in Io Capitano, Oscar long list plus either a Choice or Globe Nom respectively, but they missed the BAFTA long list today, as did Americazzi, The Monk and the Gun, Promised Land, Toto, Mother of All Eyes, and Four Daughters. They all miff, missed or miffed the BAFTA shortlist today. Long list. What the? F- what, they yeah, missed these lists. Yeah, they missed the list. <laughs> they missed the list. This list, this list. <laughs> I can't help you, but I can come in with uh, music parodies. It's not even a real. It's not even the lyrics. Yeah, you're shot, it's man. The way you love me. You are shot. You just. You that was that. Mike an- was going to record this episode alone, and I said, "No, I don't want to do that to you. Let me come in. I'll do what I can." I shouldn't have. Was that in the elevator at the doctor's office this morning or something? <laughs> I shouldn't have done any of this. I've been no help. Anyway, the eight mountains crashed the international film category at the BAFTAs, and it won't show up at the uh, won't show up at the Oscars. It's not on the shortlist, but I do want to watch it on the Criterion Channel. Anyway. That is, I was uh, going to ask you, and maybe, I mean, are these all available for the most part on VOD right now or different streaming networks at least? Americazzi's on VOD. The Monk and the Gun, you can't find anywhere. Promised Land, Totem, Mother of All Eyes, can't find anywhere yet, maybe in limited theaters. Four Daughters is on VOD. Io Capitano, Perfect Days, I think just limited theaters. Taste of Things comes out in theaters mid-February. Fallen Leaves just showed up in Bethel, Mike. Bethel, Connecticut. I'm going to go see it this weekend. It's only 87 minutes long. And there's a nice restaurant I want to go to in Bethel, so I'm gonna do don't, this. Don't over the talk weekend. about food right now. You just, you just <laughs> wait, man. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna send you pictures. Anatomy of a Fall, obviously, and Past Lives are available. Obviously, they're not kind of in this, but Society of the Snows on Netflix now, and the Zone of Interest just started. It's, uh, you know, New York, LA, theater, theatrical run, so that'll expand and eventually, mm-hmm. you know, branch out. So that's the status, the in theater status. I and had that. that your... I had that in my brain. I wrote none of that. Yeah, down. that was impressive. That was impressive. You didn't write any of that down. And I was thinking about not even asking you because I'm like, well, I'll give him a chance to research it. Maybe I'll tell him about it after the show. You don't need to because that's how that's how in tune with this category you are. I've always said you are. You've got to be in the top one percent of like qualified professionals to talk about the international feature and doc feature categories. Here's the thing: I forgot one movie, Godland. And Godland's also on the Criterion Channel. I forgot to list it here, but I'm 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 aware enough to realize my flub. You're that qualified of a pundit. <laughs> watch, watch! I'm bragging right now, and I forgot another movie off the list. <laughs> Damn! I'm gonna be listening to this later. Damn! <laughs> you forgot Society of the Snow. <laughs> Something just, really obvious. We wanted to do a half hour, which is babbling incoherently for the last twenty minutes, but uh, mm-hmm. that we did it. We analyzed the BAFTA shortlist. <laughs> F- uh, yeah, this F-fest. is the, the Baptist, the Baptist shortlist, long list, the Baptist list Fuck episode in review. <laughs> yeah, the, the F fest there, as also Mike was telling you. Uh, as always, dear listener, what matters most to us are your thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns about this list's 
this lists or anything we do here in the MMO Empire, you can leave us those on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MMN Oscar on Twitter or X, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available wherever you do hear podcasts. If you listen to us on either the Apple Podcasts or Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do here, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Michael, tell the good people what is coming next from us and let's have some words of wisdom to end on. Hey, man, we know. We know we got the glo- Golden Globe reactions coming because those happen this sunday we know we got the sag nomination reactions and we don't know when we're doing sag mania 3 i talked to scott uh, a while back he agreed to come on so we, we're going to figure out when when we could book scott jaeger there of uh, challenge mania a buddy of mm-hmm. ours so we'll get him back for one of the one point in time in the sag awards uh schedule so i gotta confirm that with him but yeah the following uh weekend we got the critics choice awards so we'll have critics choice reactions and then we'll have bafta nom reactions so it's like an oscar race checkpoint uh season for us mm-hmm. we're gonna have like six in a row now <laughs> that we did uh we're gonna have four in a row after two in a row so yeah that's six four plus two sure is last i checked <laughs> what uh on a scale of one to ten what do you expect Mm-hmm. your enjoyment of the CBS presentation of the show to be on Sunday. How many impersonations of his mother does Joe Coy do? Because <laughs> if it's more than one, I'm going to have fun. Okay. So that's that's the, it all boils down to that for me. That is that guy's whole <laughs> shtick. It's hysterical. I love him for it. And that's what I want to see. And if it's none... And that's all I want to see. That's all I want to see. That's what you do. Play the hits, Joe Coy. Don't you dare talk about the movie industry. (laughs) Play the hits. Anyway. No, I didn't do the words of wisdom. God save the king. God save the king from wonky voting rules. So I think BAFTA's finally getting its shit together. I'm going to put my uh, mouth around soap after this episode because I've been very naughty. But I hope BAFTA's getting it together. It feels like it, doesn't it, Mike? It feels like they're getting it together, say, uh, Levy, Charles Melton. But why does it feel that way? Because they went more chalk than usual? Yeah, I don't think we have as many. I, I mean, in terms of nominations, wouldn't you be shocked to see like how to have sex be nominated in one of these in one of the major categories? That yes, is? but that's kind of goes back to what I like. I feel like this is a hard year to screw up badly. Yeah, like I feel like there's a couple. There's like the. A couple categories where there's six for five or seven for five, but there's not going to be any like what the you know WTF happened here type things. That being said, like a Rye Lane is one of our favorite movies of the year. We haven't seen How to Have Sex yet. I mean, hopefully it's great. Uh, I love Scrapper as well. But how to do but, it? Yeah. But th- those movies with no momentum on the season, it's just surprising to see them pop up. They're indie films. Blah blah blah. You guys know what I'm saying, right? Anyway, film Twitter they get they get upset with me sometimes for for things like this, oh, for gaps like this. However. However, it does Film seem being upset. <laughs> it does seem like BAFTA <laughs> is getting in line as a precursor again, which we like to see because it kind of helps with the whole season aspect of this, yeah. the competition that continues. You know, I, I love yeah. serialized storytelling. I love award seasons, Michael. This is turning into a season. It is. It is. We are almost in the throes of something. One would say, uh, in the middle of a, a race here. Uh, yeah, it is a season. Uh, for the record books. Guys, when reality sucks, you can come do the Oscar sprint with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round. Without the stuffiness, we will see you all very soon. See ya. See ya.